I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast, this podcast, this podcast is Intel Enhanced. Hi, everybody. I hope you're all right. Just joined us and we are recording. We are recording. Good to know. Um, I hope everybody's all right. So welcome to Making the Cut. This is our podcast of recommendations. Um, So uh, we experience things, whether it might be food or cinema or TV or um, radio or a book or skin cream. We don't any skin cream. I mean everything. Yeah. I haven't done it, but I am going to review Brazilian bum bum cream at some point. Okay, great. And we. I mean, just the name Mm -hmm. says it all. Well, it does bum bum cream says Mm. it conjures up all sorts of images in my Mm. brain. Mm. And the word Brazilian as well. I mean, it's Mm. just Mm. (laughs) those two things in one product. Yes, so that's terrifying. Fabulous, fabulous. Um, So, um, so yeah, we we. I guess recommend things really and then there are maybe the odd thing that we wouldn't recommend um as well but um there's one thing I am going to not recommend today what um should we we talk about that now yes okay um so I watched a documentary about Tony Blair um on no I had to buy it actually it came up as somebody had suggested it or it popped up in my Instagram feed or something it's called the killings of Tony Blair now, you know, this podcast is definitely not a political podcast for sure, but no. um, I, I've got great fond memories of the Tony Blair days. I mean, you have to extract the Iraq war from the Tony Blair years. It's hard, uh, though, to extract it, that, isn't it? it? Is, and it's it, so it, sad that at the end of what was a very good, I was going to call it a sentence, <laughs> <laughs> well, a I mean, very good innings. I don't think there's anything more ageing than being the Prime Minister. Yeah. I mean... God almighty, how stressful. And you think about Boris. Boris has just had a baby today. Have you noticed that? Do you see that? News? Yes, I know. That was I mean, a very quick pregnancy, wasn't it? <laughs> she just flew by. It's <laughs> like, what? He got her pregnant one day. She had a baby the next. And somewhere in the middle, he found himself in intensive care and, and, and steering the ship, the ship that is Britain through the worst crisis since 1939. I mean... Wow, that guy's not going to stay blonde for long, I don't think. No, will be but we won't even gray. notice if he goes grey. Anyway, I mean, the point being, I, I think that Tony Blair, I thought, was, a, was a, an incredible politician, whether you yes. uh, were on the left or the right. I don't think mm. it mattered. I did an interview with William Hague uh, once, uh, who was the Conservative leader in opposition to Tony Blair. And mm. he said it was obviously the worst time in conservative history where you could be the leader of that party because the chances of you winning were so mm. zero <laughs> that he said it was, it was incredible. You know, he said that I managed to get this position to be party leader, but I had no chance of winning. But he said it he was... He did unify. He, he did seem to unify the nation, unlike... Blair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he came into power... Right up until the last 
I mean, mm. how many years would you say at the end he was out of favour? Two? Yeah, I guess two or three. After they found there was no weapons of mass destruction, mass destruction. his, his mm. career was done. And then when Dr. David mm. Kelly killed himself and oh, that all was started to unravel. Yeah, it, it was it was brutal. But mm. William Higgs said he was just the most impressive person to be against a Prime mm. Minister's questions. I've probably told you this before, but it's this really interesting story where William Higgs said the only way you could get Tony Blair on the back foot is, you remember at Prime Minister's questions, they have this giant book um, that mm. they have the answers uh, to the questions that they think they're going to get. And he said Tony Blair would alphabetize the answers to the questions. So he said, my only weapon was to ask him a question where the answer would begin with an A. So I might ask him a question about automation or something like that. And then the next question I'd ask him was about tax. Yeah, but I, I tr I'd get him so far through the book. So you'd get this mitt where he had to get through the book and find a T or a W. And he said, I would play on that all the time, that one question would be beginning the alphabet. And then I'd go back to a B question or something. Too. And it's just a brilliant little insight, that, isn't it? You know? Um, anyway, this documentary, I thought, oh, great, because I'd like to know a little bit about Blair. I hear lots of stories that has gone mad since he left office and that his foundation is somehow slightly corrupt and it keeps coming up with these slightly bizarre ideas. And then you occasionally see him talking about Brexit or he, he's been on TV talking about this pandemic. And you think, well, he must be a brilliant source of information because of what he's learned um, in that job. Um, so I thought I'd be interested in watching this documentary. Um, and it's it's about all the money he's made since he left office, which apparently is millions and millions. Really? Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, while he's been protected by the public purse, of course, he's got private security that follow him around outside his door 24 do hours a day. all former prime ministers get that? I think they do. Thatcher had, because Thatcher yes. I used to jog past... Mm. I used to live in Victoria in a very non-fancy house, but I used to jog around the fancy bits because I used to love yeah. looking at all the houses and like Eaton Square and all around there. And um, that she yeah. used to have a house there and she used to have constant security there. And yes. that was years and years and years after. So I think all the former prime ministers have that. Yeah, well, Blair certainly got it. Outside his door is an armed police officer 24-7. Mm. And mm. of course, he's got a private jet called Blair Force One. I thought it was very funny. Oh, for the, he hasn't, <laughs> seriously, has he? That's going to be a joke. I don't know if that's true or not, but I hope oh so. Oh, my that God. Like, that sounds hilarious. And then I thought, oh, well, I'm, I'm interested to see where the money comes from. You know, obviously you do your memoirs, but then he signed a deal, I think, with JP Morgan, and then he became a consultant for all these various uh, huge, and he was the Middle East peace envoy, which gave him access to these countries which have huge amounts of money because they've got huge amounts of oil. And what do they do with all that money? They invest it in an investment bank, which is probably JP Morgan. So there's all this kind of weird um, possible corruption that's going on. The big problem with this documentary, and it's worth a watch, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, is that it's been produced, written, directed by George Galloway. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you, but I didn't realise this when I bought it. Had I known this... I just wouldn't have bought it. I just wouldn't have, have watched it. The problem is Galloway hates Blair with a passion. Yeah, it's and propaganda. I, I, I remember three or four years ago him crowdfunding for this film. So people have chucked their own money into it. So he managed to make enough money to eventually make the film. And he is the presenter of the film. And he interviews some interesting people. Cherie Blair's sister, for instance, is a, is a person in there. Stephen Fry is interviewed in there. There's lots of famous economists uh, interviewed in there. But you just can't escape the agenda of George Galloway. 
who has just a bitter resentment about Tony Blair's success. Um, and Do you think there's, it's not, so it's not balanced at all? It's not balanced in the slightest. There is nothing you could watch about this documentary and go, oh, uh, I can see that. You just can't. All you can see is one man's bitterness towards another man. Mm. And there's no question that Blair made some catastrophic mistakes. But Christ almighty, the whole thing's just firing darts into Tony Blair's head repeatedly for an hour and a half. And you, you, and I think what's sad is that there are two ways that a documentary like that can go. One mm. way is that it... Um, can you hear crunching in the background? Yes, is that the cat? It's the cat. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought it might be my rat. N- n- no, it's not your rat. It's my, my, cat. my, my rat's eating in my ceiling right now. Is it? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it gnaws away up there. Yeah, yeah. It's constantly biting. You can hear it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, t- t- there are two sorry, ways that know. that these kind of documentaries can go because it reminds me slightly of um, what the health, which was the. Um, pro-vegan that sent an entire generation of teenagers (laughs) vegan for um, many for the rest of their lives, some for a few years, some for a few months. Um, And I thought, look, I better watch this documentary that everybody's talking about, all these young kids are talking about. And like this documentary you're talking about, it was so unbelievably one-sided. It was Mm -hmm. only documenting the American farming um, habits, which are so much worse than the British. I mean, they are so, so horrific. Their animal cruelty is unlike anything I have ever seen before. It made me weep. But again, it was just a terribly one-sided view of one country's um, ethical uh, farming Mm. issue. And I said to my kids, you know, we don't, we don't buy meat from places like that. We buy meat that from farm shops. I live in the country where the where the meat is from the animals on the farm mm. anyway so you either go very very pro that documentary and you are all yes. you know people will be watching that Blair documentary and will be incensed by it yeah. and will be sharing it everywhere and saying this man is a disgrace or you'll watch it and you'll think this is so one-sided I don't want to hear any of it when in fact some of it if it was put in a more balanced way yeah is something that possibly we should be concerned about, but is ignored because it is done in such a hostile manner. And that seems a shame and silly on George Galloway's behalf because he's uh, lost half his audience. I totally agree. Had this been presented by Stephen Fry, who's in in the documentary, or presented by even somebody you'd never heard before, it was just a very competent presenter, you'd think, oh my God, this is interesting. But you're instantly put off by it by the fact that you know exactly where the bias lands with this documentary. It's crazy for George Galloway. I mean, it's ego, it's ego driven, like on every level. It's really sad because back in the day, I did actually like George Galloway when he did that, that um, march against the Iraq war in London, which 2 million people turned out for him. He did this that most amazing speech. Amazing, wasn't it? He's a fantastic orator. Yeah. And did you say, I don't even ever saw him in the American Senate slamming Bush. No. But go, God, it's so unbelievable that this little Scottish oh, fella... Is that online anywhere? Yeah, it will be. He went over there, stood in the Senate, and all those American governors and, and um, members there, and absolutely wiped the floor with him. I was like, wow, what a powerful, powerful guy. And he's now like a parody of, of himself. I mean, he wears a well, kind of a Panama hat tilted to one side, a little waistcoat with some gold buttons, a crombie jacket. He looks like something out of Oliver Twist. 
it's like what's it called the documentary the killings of tony blair mm. and the kill the s of the killings is a dollar sign you know it's all black, and where black. did you where did you find it I bought it on Apple iTunes or whatever it was for 99p. You could rent it for the night. Um, it does and weirdly Michael, well on, on IMDb 7.1. I mean, it does let's well. Let's not forget. Be. Yeah. Shall I be the cat? Oh my God, he was on Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> I've forgotten all about him being the cat. <laughs> I talked Sugar. about that. I, we, I mean, literally it, one of my favourite ever series of Celebrity Big Brother with Rula Lenska, Pete Burns. Rula um, Lenska. What is yeah. weird about you? Because I just see you as like, you know, my girlfriend or my friend or someone I yeah. know. Is that I forget how connected you are to popular culture. Like you are ingrained in British <laughs> popular culture. But me saying George Galloway to you and then you laughing, I was thinking... Why is she laughing so much? And it's George Galloway, you know. And I just forget, like you, you and Galloway have got history for God's sake. <laughs> it's so weird that you know. Um, uh, so yes, he was Celebrity Big Brother in that funny cat, that that lycra thing, you know. Doing but that. I mean, when you when you when you think about his career as you have just spoken about it, yeah, and all the things that he's done, mm. and Senate, and yeah, the that Iraq March, mm -hmm. what was he? doing in Celebrity Big Brother. Funny politicians, aren't they? When they let go of that political career, they just go, ooh, I'll go Strictly Come Dancing. I'll go to the Big Brother house. I'll go on Great British Bake Off. You know, it's like, what? I don't know if we can find it, but Giles Brandreth and um, I think it was Judy Dench did an amazing video mm. of washing your hands for 20 seconds at the beginning of the lockdown and oh, yeah. how to wash okay. your hands for 20 mm. seconds. And you know, there was a whole thing of what are you gonna recite while you're washing your hands for 20 seconds? And they chose the owl and the pussycat, which just became really pervy mm. and disgusting because they were going the owl and the pussycat. Pussy, okay. what a beautiful pussy you are. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, no, no, no. And it really brought back such strong memories of shall I be the cat? Yeah. That clip, I'm not sure if that's on YouTube, but yeah. that's really worth watching. George Galloway and Rula Lenska being um, the cat and uh, uh, role play in the Big Brother house is so bizarre. And then oh. please go and watch Giles Brandreth and Judy Dent. Yeah, and Judy Dent. It's okay. very funny. <laughs> um, so on this instance, this is something that, that I would recommend you avoid, unless, of course, you are really interested in, in seeing it. Um, How long was it? It's about an hour and 20 minutes, I would say. You know, it's not, it's not lengthy, lengthy. And it is interesting. I mean, you do have to think, blimey, Tony Blair, really? Mm, like, mm. There's a, the, I think it's the Prime Minister of Uzbekistan or something who's done oh. some fairly horrible oh. things. And Tony Blair's clearly cozying up to him and helping him and, and endorsing him in quite a big way. And mm. you do have to think, oh, I don't know enough about this, but it seems to me very shady so um it's it's not without its um its merit some of this documentary but the galloway as as he should have stayed well away from it and it should have mm. come out by it should have come out i mean he could have organized it he just shouldn't have narrated it totally he shouldn't have been he, he doing the interviews he could have mm. produced it and all the rest of it he yeah. shouldn't have been in it and yeah. um, it should have come out before the chilcott inquiry as well because it, it doesn't mean anything now it's no. just like a bit of interesting bump 
I've got something amazing. Have you? Great. And it's That's very great. light. This is going to take um, 30 seconds. No, it might take a minute out of do your it. life. Let's do it. Um, if anybody is listening right now and you have access to a computer, um, do this right now. If you don't, write it down. I want you, Michael, to type yeah. into your Google, mm -hmm. um, Google search Google. engine, Adult Swim Choir. Um, as soon as I write the word adult, the predictive texting in Google goes crazy. Uh, ad, adult, what? Swim choir. Swim. Oh, it just, it just comes up. It's already there. Like, it's been Googled a lot. Choir, adult swim. And then do I go and on a YouTube video? It says turn up the sound. Oh, so I, I just click on that. Yeah, click on it. Turn up your sound. Oh, and then pull open to sing. Put your mouse on there and drag it open. Wow. <laughs> that is brilliant. Really I mean, the good. weirdest, the weirdest thing, what I love actually is the um, graphics of it and yeah. the, the rubberiness of the lips. Yes, and as you pull the mouse, the cursor the, down. The, the lips go really bad and there's sort of a rogue tooth at the bottom of it. Um, anyway, it's just a quick It's absolutely fun thing. brilliant. Well, Anybody I'm... that's listening can share it with their kids. It's something fun for all the family. Uh, it's really they good. Do I, you know what I thought it was when I looked at it? I thought, what? oh, it's an inflatable bath. Um, because oh, we did a live we, podcast today. We were discussing that. A, fr a friend of mine had suggested that Davina gets an inflatable bath because she hasn't got a bath at the moment. Um, I've never heard of these things. I didn't even know they existed, but I thought, oh, that's what it is. But... I wish it was an inflatable bath. Yeah. <laughs> My thing with uh, an inflatable bath is how would you get rid of the water? Like, how does it, where does it go? You know, I've literally, I have no idea. The bath would have to be, the, half, the bath would have to sit in a bath, you know. The whole thing's weird. It's I'm, very gonna confusing. Ask, I'm gonna have to get Lindsay to send me a message. You would need more info. Uh, much more info. Um, I've got another slightly longer one. Yes, great, please. That I can tell you about. So this is um, a Twitter account uh, and an Instagram account. Um, he is somebody that came to my attention um, in lockdown. I have found great comfort in um, comedy. And interestingly, Twitter can be a really savage place at times, as we as we both know, but it can also be a great place for comedy and information and I'm showing things it, it more than Instagram, I find. And this guy drew Joe Trichini. Um, Say that again? Joe Trichini <laughs> came to my attention. Yeah. And he is the son of Joe Pasquale. Okay. Oh, is he? Yes. How funny. And he is um, an actor. Uh -huh. um, he's been in many different things. I think he started in Panto um, when he was a little boy with his dad and he's appeared in lots of things. He went to the Italia Conti um, Theatre okay. in Rochester. He was brought up by, um, with his mum and dad. He's 31 now. Um, and... 
he did this thing on Twitter that's really worth going to look at. He did this thing called Let's Dance Together. And he dresses up in a leotard and he goes and does this funny dance and then he names all the moves that he's doing really funny names like the donut or the, um, the flower girl or all of his dance moves. None of them have any kind of connection to any actual dance moves. Okay. He's just giving them the sausage roll. Yeah, yeah, okay. He gives them very, very funny names. Anyway, he's got on Twitter, um, mm. his Twitter account is Joe Tracini, uh, which is spelled T-R-A-C-I-N-I, 172,000. And in fact, I think it may have gone up. I literally looked at it this morning, but he's exponentially, he's gone up to 173,000 followers um, today. Wow. And this Let's Dance Together video got a million views. <laughs> Bloody hell. A million views. Then he did it, he did it, before that, I went and looked at all of his dance videos and the other one got 1.3 million, his hip hop video. What's he called again? Sorry, I'm just going to give you this. Joe, J-O-E-T-R-A-C-I-N-I. Now, the reason why I find him so fascinating is that he has... He has borderline personality disorder. Yeah. And I didn't know this. I just loved him as a comedian. Yeah. I thought that he was kind of acting. He's quite intense when he does his dancing. I've seen and it, I actually. Think... It's the one in the garden, isn't it, with the yes. leotard on? Yeah, yes. yeah, I hadn't realised. I thought that was it when you were talking about it. Okay. And it's, it's funny and it's entertaining. But actually, he posted something yesterday, which I read, and... The tag, well, the sort of bit of blurb before you watch the video says, um, I've had an asshole living in my brain telling me to kill myself for a long time. Mm. I'm safe, but I wanted to let you know how I deal with it. And sometimes I just need somebody to tell me not to. So this is a very serious issue here. Okay. He does have yeah. borderline personality disorder. And basically, it's like living with a split personality. He posted something else on January the 26th, which is a very clear and quite frightening visual interpretation of what it feels like to live with border personline, border, borderline personality disorder. So he's got two screens. He's got one with him on and one with what his head says to him, the mm. way that his head talks to him and the way that his head tries to get him to do and say and think and feel scary things. And in this video, he talks about the three things that stop him from killing himself and that he's had this borderline personality disorder for, three, uh, for eight years and that he thinks about killing himself all the time. And it is so unbelievably hard-hitting mm. and intense. I've shared it on everything. He's also on Insta. He's Joe Tricini one on Insta oh, and wow. he's posted all of these videos on there um, but the, the outpouring of love that this man has had and he, he talks about how hard he finds it talking about it but I find it very heartwarming when the public literally fall into somebody's arms or he falls yeah. into their arms, their arms they yeah. say it's all going to be okay we've got you mm. and we've got everybody like you and how many people he's helped really by saying yeah. that I'm funny and I look like I'm dicking about in a garden, mm. but actually I'm 
really struggling on a daily basis and that's what's going on but the way he talks about it is so pragmatic and so practical mm -hmm. and so unemotional and un sort of sobby or unattention seeking it's just he's absolutely brilliant and i feel like he's going to be around a lot um, uh, I think good. he's going to make us laugh a lot. Yeah. I think he's going to make us think a lot. <laughs> but I just couldn't believe it, it was Joe Pasquale's son. Yeah, I love well, Joe Pasquale. It says it all really, doesn't he? Because he is uh, arguably a force for good in the world, I would have thought, Joe Pasquale. He's There's very... one more thing I want oh, to yeah, tell yeah. you. Yeah. That um, his girlfriend, I, he said on his um, bio, it says, I'm probably joking. And then it says, Holly Houseman has proof. And so I thought, oh, who's Holly Houseman? I thought maybe it was his agent or something. So I clicked on her name and it's his girlfriend. And it is, I don't know, I can't explain it to you, but when you see a couple yeah. and you think, it was like watching Russell Brand the other day with his wife, mm -hmm. um, Laura, doing arts and crafts. I watched them doing arts and crafts. I've known Russell for mm. 25 years. And watching them do that together was so heartwarming because I thought, oh, soulmate. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. They're meant to be together. And watching Joe with Holly, I just thought, oh, soulmate. Mm. Her stuff on her Twitter page is arguably even cuter because it's uh -huh. their outtakes. Oh, so it's okay, stuff that okay. she's filmed with him. Yeah. And they are howling and <laughs> laughing and they do all this funny <laughs> stuff. And it is the loveliest. I, I can't, oh. I cannot recommend it. Oh, well, that's fantastic. That's really good. Um, I mean, it is great when you stumble across an account that's just full of, like, love and laughter and humour and, and interesting, interesting backstory. But it was funny because at the beginning of, um, of the lockdown, I saw the dance thing he did and that was going round everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but I didn't realise I mean, it was a million, him. But as soon as you started talking about him dancing. As soon as you started talking about him dancing, I thought, I think I know who this is. Um, oh, well, that's great. I shall follow him on Twitter. I don't use Twitter a lot myself, but I do read it quite a bit, usually once a day. But I don't post very much on there. I'm not a particularly good writer, really. You know, I'm better What do you mean? Flesh. Um, I, think I'm, I think I have a mild form of dyslexia. Like, I can't necessarily see the words properly and I'll post something and then read it maybe an hour later and realise <gasps> that it's slightly back to front and I think I didn't even I couldn't even see that that was back to front when I posted it you know I've so, got something for you oh have you Matt Baker mm -hmm. well you were telling me about this yeah this is a game changer for anybody that thinks they might be dyslexic mm. or have a slight I mean there are a lot of people your age, your generation, yeah, yeah, who went undiagnosed. Oh, completely. I think I'm undiagnosed. Yeah. Who just you you can have a very very more mild uh, form mm. of dyslexia. Two of my kids are dyslexic, or you can have a very severe one, mm -hmm. and a very mild one would very easily go completely missed. But he uses a font, and he uses the font on his computer as well, called Dyslexi Font. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me about And um, it's a game changer. And it is the way Barrington Stoke is a publisher mm -hmm. um, that publish books um, in Dyslexi Font. Um, but Dyslexi Font is something that you can get for your computer, you can get books in it. And if you ever have to do auto cue in the future, yeah. Michael, 
yeah, yeah. that is quite useful because it does stop the words and stop the letters from jumping around when you're trying to read. Uh, okay, well, I certainly don't have any problems reading, but I do have real problems writing. Um, I just, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I just assumed I was lazy. But as I'm old, I've got older, I realised that I actually just can't. I don't think it's that at all. I, I would definitely it, agree yeah. with you, I think. Uh, yeah, it's weird. That's though. why typing's easier for you, right? Yeah, and that's why I like Instagram, because I can just take a picture, mm. essentially, and go look at this. But, mm. but uh, yeah, typing's still weird. I just can't put words together really properly <laughs> in, on a page in any mm. way. Um, do, you, do you use your dictation on your phone? Uh, yeah, I dictate a lot mm. of messages, yeah. Mm. Um, Me too. I, I quite like that. I mean, it saves you a lot of time as well. But it's interesting about the whole mental health thing, because I don't really suffer that much but it, I, I have in recent weeks i guess started to feel you know fluctuate quite a lot which i've never really experienced before my good friend simon izzard who is somebody i work with quite a bit <laughs> sent me a, a a youtube clip today of donovan singing catch the wind and he says this is a beautiful song and I thought it was a romantic thing for a one man to do to another man <laughs> to send him that song. So I listened to it in the car earlier as I was uh, driving. And, um, you know, it filled, it, I filled up slightly, you know. And I thought, oh, I haven't had a chance to message him back yet. But uh, if you get the chance today, uh, listeners, um, Donovan, Catch the Wind. And to take your hand along the sand but I may as well try and catch the wind. Um, I always thought it was Bob Dylan singing that. He may well have written it and sang a version of it as well, but mm. oh, it was really good. So uh, thanks, uh, Simon, for sending that. It, uh, it made me feel uh, loved. I've been keeping myself busy with one particular thing that I want tell to me. tell you about. So I was, I got up about 10 o'clock the other morning with Sonny. He was up early uh, doing doing an online class, I think, French lesson. And then we sat in front of the telly and I turned on the iPlayer because uh, the iPlayer, don't automatically go to Netflix, people. Go to the iPlayer as well. The iPlayer is fantastic. Go to the movie section, documentary section, and I always go to BBC Four because there's some really interesting programs on BBC Four that you would never normally schedule yourself to watch. And here... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Was a program. Now I know I'm going to say this, and loads of people are going to go in. Yeah, of course, everybody knows about that. But I didn't know about this. And you didn't, didn't know, know about, about this. I both, didn't know about it. Both my kids knew about it. Anyway, it's called The Joy of Painting by Bob Ross. Now I remember watching 
programs like this as a kid where somebody basically paints a picture on TV in front of you and you can paint along with them. So I said to Sonny, what's this Bob Ross program down here? Now, the reason I clocked it is Bob Ross has got a perm, a great big permed afro. And it is a perm, by the way, because I've gone on to watch a documentary about Bob Ross <laughs> since then to find out. Um, and um, I, I thought, who's the guy with the perm? And Sonny went, it's Bob Ross. And I said, how the hell do you know who Bob Ross is? This program's from the 70s or something. He went, everybody knows who Bob Ross is. And then I spoke to my youngest kid, Joel, and I said, do you know who Bob Ross? He went, Bob Ross the painter. I was like, how do you know Bob Ross? He said, everybody knows Bob Ross. I was like, Jesus, what the hell have I been doing for 46 years? So anyway, I thought, well, I'm going to watch it. So I watched an episode of it, and I instantly watched another episode and then another episode. Basically, it's Bob Ross with a canvas of wet paint. He paints on a wet canvas, not a dry canvas. He paints wet and paints over the wet paint. It's a specific technique. And um, he paints a picture live, unedited, for half an hour. It's two cameras, so they've cut between the two cameras, but it's unedited. It's, so it's not like he does a bit and then you cut to a bit later, like he's done a load more. Everything's done live in front of you in half an hour. And he stands in front with a palette on his thing and um, with a series of oil paints on the wet canvas. Like and a classic French painter. Totally. But he's from Florida with the, with the Afro shirt undone, a medallion on. Oh, you're kidding me. I'm not kidding. Mustache and beard. And <laughs> he has this, just the most fantastic, lovely voice. And I, did, I wrote something down before because he's got... It's called Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. His voice does this thing. And some people consider it's called AMS, ASMR. Oh, it's so, AM, ASMR. Yeah. You must have heard of that. I've never heard of that before. You know, it's that thing on um, YouTube and Instagram and all the kids about they're obsessed with the sound of something. Okay, well, his voice fits into this category, apparently. Oh, that's really funny. Right? So it, it helps you relax and helps you fall asleep. You watch an episode of this, you'll be like, oh, God. Like, literally, the stress just floated away. Like, I couldn't believe it. And then I thought, I just want to watch all of this. So listen to this. He did 31 series of The Joy of Painting. With wow. 13 episodes, a series. Series. Are you doing the maths? No, I'm just writing it down. So I want to. I want <laughs> to maths, watch it. Right? Like I'm writing. I'm writing. Thirty-one series, down. thirteen eps, and he does. He did three paintings for every episode. So he did a painting before, just to wow. check. Then he does a painting during the show. Then he does a painting after the show's been finished for the final shot. So every painting is, has been done three times for every show. Um, that is a, a, a total of four hundred and three episodes. It's only him in the show, by the way. Nobody else, just him. The camera's on him the whole time, and he talks for half an hour nonstop. That's 1,209 paintings. Please, can I just say something? Yes. This is a current TV channel's dream. Yeah. Oh. None of the TV channels have got a pot to piss in. They are so skint. Okay. You pay a painter to paint for half an hour. Bob's your uncle. Two cats. Oh. Yeah. Bob Ross is your uncle. Bob um, Ross very is your good. uncle. So, uh, yeah, two cameramen and, and, and static lighting and one microphone. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable, right? And it ran and ran and ran for years. Tell you another interesting thing. He never got paid for doing any of these shows. 
Oh my God, no, that's actually upset me. Well, no, 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 it's not. It's not upsetting. He made a lot of money from selling uh, videos of his of, of lessons and art materials oh, oh, and stuff he? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's financially okay, as fine, long but as he's not sort of like penniless, living on the streets of Florida. Uh, I know what America's like. It sadly, he died yeah. at fifty-two of lymphoma. No, that's yeah, my age. In nineteen ninety-five, so he's been dead for quite a long time. And it's, quite, like it's quite sad. Yeah, I know it was very sad because I thought, well, I instantly thought, where is he now? You know, let's anyway, find him. Let's go see him. Let's have a painting lesson with him. <laughs> yeah. So there are 1,209 paintings. Can you buy one of these paintings? <gasps> no, you cannot. There oh. are people scouring the world for a Bob Ross original. There are thousands of fakes, but very, very few originals. He gave some of them away to PBS, the American broadcaster who made the I show. I love that, the kids. Yeah. He, um, he gave some of them away. The rest of them are housed by um, the Bob Ross Incorporated, which is owned by his business partner, called, and she was called Annette Kowalski. Kowalski. Uh, and Annette Kowalski owns them all. They're all in storage somewhere. They've no intention of going up for sale. They've no intention of ever going into a museum. They are boxed and hidden away. Why? That's it. Don't know. But uh, if you go on the Entail app now, you'll go to a link to a New York Times short documentary, a 10 minute documentary about where are all the Bob Ross paintings. And there's a little interview with his business partners and the woman who, who discovered him and put him on telly and all of this, all of this stuff. I mean, it, it's... Where did you find the doc? Um, I just Googled it and said how to buy a Bob Ross painting because I instantly thought, I want a Bob Ross. How do I get one? And first, I just wanted to check that he hadn't been caught up in any kind of weird sex scandal. You know, when you yeah, think... Yeah, before uh, we review him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or, or before I bought one of his paintings. Anyway, he seems pretty clean as a whistle. He was in the army for a very, very long time. And apparently he was one of the really shouty men in the army, which is hard to believe. But he said, as soon as I left the army, I vowed never to shout again. And when you hear him when he's painting, men. yeah, yeah, when I you hear him, that. he goes like that. He goes, let's just put, let's just put a little tree. Let's put a little tree in here. Let's put a little tree. Yeah, put it in the foreground here. And let's give the tree a little friend. Let's put this tree here. We'll call this one Harold. And we'll call this little friend Arnold. And then he gets the brush and he goes, clean the brush, clean the brush. And he slaps the brush on the, on the easel and he goes, slap the hell out of that brush. That Slap the devil out of the brush. That's right. That really makes me smile. I love slapping the brush. Anyway, let's get back here. Put a little bit of a rock here. Really easy. And it's the whole thing's just like, oh my God, I just cannot get enough. So I instantly downloaded Procreate. Now Procreate is an app on the iPad. Now you can use an iPad and a stylus. I've got an iPad Pro and a pencil. An old one, it's not a new one or anything. It's probably five years old. He's doing it with paints. He's doing it with oil paints on a wet canvas. So, but you can get the same effects, right? So I was like, I wonder if you could do this on. So I instantly downloaded the, the app um, and Apple, I've been in the Apple store and they'd shown me this app before and I thought it looks great, but it looks too much for me. Like there's too much information. It'll take me a year to learn how to use it. But I was so gripped by Bob Ross and I wanted to paint one of these pictures because when you see what he can do in half an hour, you think I must be able to do something like that in an hour, let's say, mm. you know. So I put the show on, I get me, me, me iPad on an easel on the table and I sit there and I watch five minutes of his show, pause it and I do whatever he told me to do 
with the iPad pencil, you know, you can pick up an oil pen and a brush on the on the iPad and start to paint. And I'm just copying it bit by bit. I play it again. So all that's part of the app. You can just change and pick it up. And yeah, you can pick up different, oil. And yeah, yeah, make it oil, make it acrylic, God, watercolor, clever, change the brush. It? Yeah, and then you can build up layers. So you, if you make a mistake, you can just go backwards or remove the layer. I've got to say the app, the Procreate app, it's $9.99. I got it a week ago when I stumbled across Bob Ross. And I've done a YouTube tutorial every night for 20 minutes, and I've learned how to paint a new thing. Me and Joel learned how to paint a car last night, or draw a car. I did clouds the night before that. I did trees the day before that. Sorry. Michael, please, will you put up on the entail app the picture of the mountains? Yes. So this is the first this picture. It's really good. It's pretty good, right? Really, really good. So, Can I ask you something? Yes. Wait, yeah, yeah. Because that, the painting that you did that's on the entail app now is breathtaking. Do you think, because I know that you are actually in your heart and your veins and your blood a creative person. Yes. Do you think somebody like me who does slightly struggle... Without with a, that, sh without a shadow I, of a doubt. Really? Yes. Without, I have never painted a picture since I was at school. And I'm 46 now. So you're looking mm. at 31 years since I took a brush to a piece of canvas, really. Mm. So I've never really done anything like this before. I didn't think I'd be any good at it. But I basically just followed what he said, where he just said, get some brown, mix up this. Basically, what you can do is all the colours that he uses, you can go and find what they're called hex values. And the hex values are a series of numbers. You can drop these numbers into Procreate, and you get exactly the same colours that Bob Ross uses. Oh exactly my the same. God. Yeah, yeah. And then you can mix them a little bit like that, so you can add a bit more dark and a bit more this or a bit more that. And then yeah, I basically just did whatever he was doing. But if there was this moment where he said, he said, I'm gonna put some trees here, do this, blah, 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 blah. And he, he created like 50 trees within a minute by just using a wide brush. And I was like, Jesus. And then he got the dry brush and he smeared them down the canvas. And he said, you'll see that this is reflection on a water in a minute. Smear them down, smear them down. And then he said, I get some white. And he said, I draw this line here. And all of a sudden a lake just appeared before my eyes. And I was like, how, what, what did you just do? Like, there's obviously something going on here. So anyway, I thought, well, I'll try it. I got the dry brush, you know, I chose the dry brush in the app, painted it down, put the white in, and bingo, a lake appeared on my picture. And I was like, wow, I've just done a lake, like straight up. I couldn't believe it, you know. So if you have a look at the picture, you'll see the lake uh, thing I did. Um, but uh, it's just brilliant. It's the nicest thing I've done in ages. There are so many of these things. They're all on the iPlayer. And basically, I try and watch. I try and watch one every other day and do it. I don't have the time really to do it every day. But I'm, I'm before I go to bed at night, I sit up with the iPad. I find a YouTube thing on Procreate. There are thousands of people teaching you yeah. to use Procreate. Just a little yeah. twenty-minute video on clouds, on trees, on water, on cars. Oh, I love it. It's absolutely brilliant. But go and this to... is a great thing because we've talked about. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, it's no problem. We've talked about in lockdown how some of us are slightly struggling to listen to music mm, or watch mm. television. This is something else that you could do. And I, I'm rather hating everybody kind of going, learn how to do it, learn how to do it. You know, because it's so much pressure to have to be able to learn how to do something. But this is kind of no pressure. You just copy. Yeah. You're, nobody's watching. I spoke to Bella Mackey, you know, Greg James's wife. Mm -hmm. I crashed her Instagram live last night and had a two minute chat yeah. with her. And we were talking about running. And I said how frightened I was to go back to running. And she said, Davina, you can't compete with yourself. Like, 
Mm. You are you. You're not competing with yourself. So when you're on your own drawing, you're not competing against anybody. No, you're not okay. showing anyone. There's, yes. there's nobody that can disapprove of what you're doing. Yes. You're free. Yes, it has been. It was a very, very freeing experience. And one other thing I will mention about Appropriate Apps, you can drop in a photograph mm. and then you can, you can then essentially, you can imagine layering over the top. So you can draw over the top of the photograph, all the outline, and then you can remove the photograph. Yeah, well, anybody just needs to go to your Instagram page to see how excited you got about that. Yes. Do they? They've never done that. Yeah, you've done it. You drew a school uniform on over yourself. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Of Um, course, of course. (laughs) Weirdly, that's in a different app. I was going to review review this app called Paper that I've used for about 10 years. It's an art app and it's very good. Um, And and I had this, I had it all written down like, I can't wait to review Paper. It's brilliant. But when I stumbled across Procreate, it was like, it's it's 9.99 and it's the best 10 pounds you could spend i think in lockdown if you're a creative person and you're slightly bored and looking for something to learn and do it's an absolute no brainer i'm gonna get up to do it yeah look at it for yourself yeah um i would like to talk about um for possibly the final uh 10 minutes or so yeah alpha brain brilliant did you take it today? No, I forgot. Did I you? did. <sighs> yeah, I can tell. So I'm going to tell everybody what Alpha Brain is. Okay. So Michael turned me on to Alpha Brain. Um, I'd never heard mm-hmm. of it before, and he sent me this clip. Uh, no, he said, "Have you heard about this stuff, Alpha Brain?" I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." And he said, "It's this thing that it's like a smart drug, and but it's not a drug. It's all natural product, mm-hmm. and." Um, I just heard uh, Joe Rogan talking about it, and I said, no, he wouldn't be advertising something like that. I was naysaying you all over the place. And you sent me the clip of him talking to Judd Apatow, who I really like. Mm -hmm. And they were both talking about Alpha Brain and how Judd Apatow was going into a script meeting with 12 other script writers, and he was so on it, and he was really like just totally winning at this script meeting and just coming out with these great lines and he put it all down to alpha brain and i said well joe rogan must have shares in it or something which we later found out he did he did yeah um but it did whet my appetite so as you know and love about me uh i'm immediately on the internet i buy (laughs) i buy a pot I mean, literally, it's sold out everywhere. So I think I think I bought a pot from America. It came like wow weeks mm. later. Um, and I sent some to you, and I was very nervous about that because I thought we were going to get done by the post office for sending some sort of narcotic through the post. But yes. it is it is completely drug free. It's certified drug free. No caffeine. No mm. uppers. It is all natural. Um, and we both tried it. So before I go any further, I'm going to ask you what you thought. I've got to say that, that I, I, it was difficult because I've only taken it twice on two separate days. I'd say I took it yesterday and I felt perky and engaged and, um, you know, and in control of my mouth, let's say. Um, but I, I have let's days... put this into context because you've been very down as well. Uh, yeah, I had been a bit. You've bit been very lethargic, up, very yeah. flat. Yes, yes. Um, so, and then the other day I took it, uh, I, I, I think I was just too aware that I'd taken it and I was wanting some kind of hit from it. 
my big my big anxiety at the moment is sleeping i can't sleep or i'm not sleeping very well so i'm nervous about taking anything that might keep me awake i assume something that's going to kind of stimulate my brain is not necessarily good so i'm anxious about that um so it's too it's too early for me to tell whether it works or not but i'm certainly not going to uh, diss it at this stage because i think i need to take it for maybe two or three days to see you know how it would work consistently across time for me so I, I i would say that i would never take it consistently i wouldn't take it every day i would only take it on the days that i feel that i need it okay um and at the moment the days that i'm really i've got a lot of work on would be a day where i would feel like i would need it mm -hmm. i took it today because i knew we were going to talk about it and i thought it might be useful the thing that i have noticed recently when I've listened back to our podcast is previously I've been saying the word um a lot because I've been struggling to retrieve words from my brain. Yeah. And actually when I've taken this, I feel like I'm not struggling in the same way that I used to, which is mm. really interesting. And it's a very small difference and possibly one that I wouldn't notice if I wasn't working. Okay. I don't feel a buzz. I don't feel no. a hit but I feel like I want to do things. I want to do the washing. I want to get the lunch done. I want to clear it away. I feel more on it. I'm more organized. I've got a schedule in my head. I'm keeping to the schedule. This lockdown has done terrible, terrible things for my brain fog. Yeah. It's slowed me down. It's made me, me feel too. confused. Mm. It's made me feel foggy. It's made me feel like somebody's put a blanket over my head. Alpha brain is a nootropic, which is um, kind of a, a category of drugs, which are called smart drugs. It's cognitive enhancers and it comes they're basic, basically this specific one because there are lots that have got things like guarana in or caffeine in that kids take i guess the first version would have been possibly like a pro plus or something to keep yes. you awake like yeah. more awake for an exam mm -hmm. but this is all earth-grown ingredients and it activates vital areas of your neurotransmission so the benefits are listed as supporting memory um, promotes focus. I mean, that is something that I do feel that it does do. Aids mental processing. I do feel a bit of that helps with flow state. I mean, even just a marginal difference in these areas, I think can make a big difference yeah. to how you're feeling overall because I'm not seeking a high from it. I no. just want yeah. to not feel like somebody's put a blanket over my head. Caffeine free, gluten free. And this is the bit that I like certified drug free. So everything in it's natural. And there are a lot of drugs in here. I, I went through, I'm not going to list more because it's a bit boring, but yeah. there are lots and lots of drugs in here. B6, yeah. B6 is really important. Um, vitamin B6 can boost brain performance. And a study published um, in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that people with high concentrations of B6 um, tested better on two measures of measure, memory function. It's needed for neurotransmission in the brain. And researchers from Oxford University in England noted that taking high doses of B vitamins each day was beneficial for older people with mild cognitive impairment. The rate at which their brain shrank fell by 50%, potentially lowering their risk of dementia. Wow. God, that's um, I mean, they, they do say that most people get enough B6 in their diet. Okay. Uh, if you eat a healthy, balanced diet, we should be getting enough of it. Alpha GPC um, is in it. Bacopa, Monieri, um, and this is all about helping spatial learning, 
um, and uh, it helps with memory tests in adults and improved learning. Club moss, toothed club moss. Um, again, it's for memory function. Um, cat's claw, and that helps with, a, a sort of allegedly helps with a range of ailments. Um, and only some of those ailments, um, only some of that help is, is supported by science, but it can range from infections, cancer, arthritis, Alzheimer's, all of those. Um, I mean, I think this is going to be a crazy expanding area. I think yeah. that neuroscience, we're mm. only just beginning to discover what the brain is capable of and how we can support the brain going forward. I mean, there's a, the, the door is opening on lots of things. You sent me that TED talk on epigenetics the other day, which I thought was fascinating as well. You know, this is this, this is I, what my daughter's really into. Yeah, well, the, the fact that young people, like your daughter's 18 and she understands what epigenetics is, by the time she's 28 or 38, you imagine what she'll know about that world if she studies it for the next 20 years and what the world will present itself um, as in 20 years time is just incredible they're essentially saying there isn't just nature and nurture there's nature nurture and epigenetics you know that these three things are all playing a part in who you are then when you throw in some quantum physics and some quantum <laughs> mechanics in there as well some uh, the understanding of consciousness and then uh, neuroscience into the mix I mean Jesus Christ like it's it's hard to imagine the types of things that will be stimulating us in 20 or 30 years time but i'm very excited to be this generation where we're going to get to see radical transformation if you think about my grand still alive she's 90 93 sorry grand can you think about what my grand saw in her 93 yeah. years she's still alive yeah. thank god um but you think about what we're going to see you know I mean, I was born in 73, you were born in what, 68, 67? 67. 67, I mean, you think about just that transformation, but God knows what we're going to go on to see. But this is, I think you're right, neuroscience and um, like brain enhancing, I don't know whether it would be therapies or, or drugs, you know, it's going to be quite And just amazing. to give you an idea of how popular it is, um, mm. it is completely sold out in the UK. Wow been trying to find alpha brain in the uk can't find it anywhere um, weird isn't it it just yeah. came up on my instagram feed joe rogan and, and yeah. judd apatow and then i went and watched a couple of other things and then i called you it's weird that i've been singled out uh, by the algorithm they must have thought well this guy's brain's a bit shoddy he's been searching <laughs> <laughs> he's been searching all sorts of rubbish we better say any some alpha brain um, i think it's more likely to be joe rogan and judd apatow <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll listen to those two a bit. But um, well, so I'm really glad that you delved into that uh, and that you sent me some. I've got 30 tablets here. Uh, Sonny's desperate to take some. I have to keep hiding them from me. <laughs> like, well, I have to say that um, as a 16-year-old, I'm not sure. Oh, me neither. I don't think I'm not sure idea. what the idea with that. I'm not sure that I would do that. But I did say to Holly... Um, I'd be interested to see as an 18 yeah. year old, you know, if, if she noticed anything or whether, because I do think that I'm susceptible to placebos and I'm a very susceptible person. Yeah. I mean, I'm a hypnotist's dream. I, you know, you just have to say, walk down these stairs and I'm gone, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and I, I know that you're not so much, you're much, you're much yes, more aware I, or you're a bit well, more cynical. I'm very cynical really. I don't believe it. 
which oh, I think I'd probably uh, rather be. I hate being sure. a complete like. Yeah, I'm, I'm always slightly dubious when I hear anything, you know. Um, uh, well, I'm really glad. Uh, I, I'm not going to take in any today because it's too late no, in the well, day. I'm too scared. But um, I might take it tomorrow. I've got I've got a high powered meeting on Zoom tomorrow. I would so definitely take. I'm going to take some. See if I can screw the whole thing up, gangster style. You know. Yeah. I might go get away from him <laughs> as far as we can. The guys are not a. Um, yeah. Well, good. Vein as that, I'm just going to tee up something that I will talk about eventually because yeah. I just need to try it out for a month, and that is um this bed that i've been talking about uh the pmf um pulsed oh yeah um, yeah i'm cynical I, about fact, this so i yes well i was quite cynical about it mm -hmm. um in fact i'm not going to talk about it now okay okay well we can leave it at that um, because i don't have enough info about it and i want yeah. to talk about it when i'm a bit better educated I've subscribed this week to the Washington Post. Um, <gasps> Such a good idea. It is a great newspaper. Yeah, well, you know, I mean... The it's New York Times and the Washington Post. Well, since the, Bob, since the Bob Ross thing, because that was on the New York Times, I started to read a bit of the New York, New York Times, and then my mate Andy, as you know, we both really like American politics and the election's coming up, and God only knows what's going to happen there, given all, all, all the stuff that's going on. There was this interesting tweet that Richard Bacon had put out on Twitter it was about all the different comparisons to the pandemic. One of them was that it's now killed more people than the Vietnam, than Americans died in the Vietnam War. And a lot of people had really criticised that, saying, how can you make these comparisons? This is outrageous and blah, blah, blah. So I like Richard because he does post a, like a little bomb on Twitter and then he watches it kind of explode. And it's, it's a very interesting thread to read, I think, because you get people on the left and on the right diving in to a statement that he's made and he tends to not then comment on it after that it just leaves everybody else to discuss it but it's like watching a live debate take place and you can start to kind of see both sides of the story so i i, I really like did they invoke godwin's law uh not well not yet but it might be worth looking at, at, at that because i would have thought if you're going to mention the vietnam war you might as well mention the second world war if you're going to mention that you might as well mention the nazis mm. um but um, I thought that was interesting. And I just wonder whether this pandemic and tweets and statements like that, um, how they will ride politically. And I thought the Washington Post was probably a good place to start reading a bit about that. So I'm quite looking forward to that. I've got it free for 30 days. And then I'm not paid to say this, by the way, it sounds like an advert. Um, but I thought, well, I'll read it for 30 days and see what it's like. But it's, it's hard to enjoy the British press. It's so... I don't mm. know. It's so polarizing and biased, and mm. you know what the Daily Mail is going to say. You know what the Guardian is going to say. You know what the mm. Sun's agenda is. So I just feel like, oh, I just want to read something else, really. You know, I quite um, like the Guardian but, and the Times. Yeah, I find the a Times. A bit of both. Uh, I think they're good, good journalists in the Guardian. You get some really interesting articles about. I tend to just avoid. Polit politics I just, yeah. it makes me well, the, the thing about the guardian i think is that it's it's become too left-leaning mm. for me now i can't mm. read it and, and take some of it seriously it's just too far to that side but then you know the telegraph then i, I feel is probably too far the opposite side but mm. you're doing exactly the right thing which is you read two papers that sit on slightly different sides mm. of the opinion and then you can form an opinion from the both of it. Mm. But it's, it's not an easy thing to do. A friend of mine subscribed to The Economist and he said that he mm. thinks that's really good. But you read The Week, This Week, The Week? Oh, The Week. The Week's so really good. good, isn't it? 
because that's a mixture is that a mixture of opinions from all the papers it's all the papers oh we should review the week oh well i'm I'm gonna do that next time yeah okay because i I, i'd love to subscribe to something paper-based as well and the week oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna you i can't believe we haven't done this yeah okay great well let's talk about that um Great. Uh, I just want to say thank oh, you God. to uh, everybody for listening. We'll get, we're getting such a lot of love on uh, we Instagram love uh, and all the rest of it. And it's a really nice thing to do this, but it's also really nice to know that you're enjoying it so much. So thank you very much. We normally do shout outs and things like that, but we're, we've, we've already done an hour. What we must do is, what's a pro- what problem? The problem is we get so many messages when they get lost in the line, in the timeline mm. or the feed, what we mm. should do is when we get a message we like, we should put it in general. And then, you know, you can put the messages in primary or general on Instagram. Okay, so if we see a message we like, we should put the ones that we're going to shout out, put them in general. Okay, I'll do that. And then, and I'll do the same as well, of course. But there's a couple on there specific for you, so have a little sip through um, um, and um, you can have a read of them. Um, and then we can we can remember to shout them out. So we do apologise that we don't get the chance to shout out for everybody who sends us in things. Um, it's just so hard to keep on top of everything. But if we ever get a sponsor for the show, we will... We did do a load, of, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to employ somebody to organise this stuff for us. So we can, that would be, that would oh, be nice, be a, wouldn't it, if we could really properly... Yeah, yeah, get it organised and, and get somebody Although to it might lose something it. if it was too organised. Yeah, maybe. But it, I, I do know that there's people in there that I do want to mention and I can't, it would take me 10 minutes to find them. So um, Yeah, but we can do that. Just write it down for next time. We did yes. a really good load of mentions last time. We Don't did. feel bad. Okay, okay. Don't feel bad. bad. I won't. But um, thanks for listening, everybody, very much. And we're delighted that it's uh, giving you a little bit of rest. We really, really are. Yeah. It's so nice. Thank you. Uh, and we'll see you next week. We will. Monday at 2.30 and Wednesday at 2.30 on Instagram Live every Friday for an episode of this. Take care. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.